0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Servicemaster of Greater Pittsburgh.
1: Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded.
2: So it's about more than pronouns now. Yeah, there's a uh, video going around on TikTok with an English teacher. I don't know who she is or where she teaches, but she's confessing to being guilty of white supremacy because she's been teaching, are you ready, grammar. And she's not going to teach it anymore. Somehow it's about racism and colonialism and, I don't know, maybe a few other isms. It doesn't matter. She's obviously out of her mind and shouldn't be allowed to teach anybody English or any other subject. But here's what I don't get. The TikTok video's out there. I saw it. uh, So you know that the principal at the school has heard it by now. Did the principal have a problem with it? Did he or she, you know, wander down to this lunatic's classroom and tell her to cut it out and just teach English? Or is the principal okay with it? And if not the principal, how about the superintendent of schools? How does he or she hear that and and, and not fire the teacher immediately? Now, everybody has a right to their insane beliefs and, you know, maybe even a right to put them up on TikTok, but how does an English teacher, an English teacher, get away with saying she's done with grammar. She's also allowed to be done with grammar, spelling, whatever she wants to be done with. But what about the kids in her class? Now, maybe she's already been fired or because of the union. Maybe she's, uh, you know, been made a a lunchroom monitor. Uh, Maybe somebody will do a story on it, which brings up another question. I don't know where this happened, but will local media drop in on the principal or the superintendent of the school and, you know, to find out if she's still teaching? If not... Why not? This is kind of a big story, but it's also an interesting story that you'd think media would be interested in. Maybe we'll see more on this in the next few days. But she should have been fired five minutes after she showed up on TikTok. I don't know. I have a funny feeling she's going to keep her job because that's the world we're living in right now. When we come back, we're going to hear from the chairman of a new group of state Republicans called the Freedom Caucus. And in our second half hour, someone from the Black Leadership Network Project 21 to tell you why Governor Newsom's plan in California to pay reparations to black people is a really dumb idea. Stick around.
3: Don't miss this special offer. Save 50% off a collection of four number one best-selling books by David Limbaugh, only at Regnery.com for a limited time. You get Jesus is Risen, Jesus on Trial, and the True Jesus in paperback. And as a bonus, you also get David Limbaugh's latest book, The Resurrected Jesus, in hardcover. Buy them together and get 50% off at Regnery.com. Start with the book Jesus is Risen to get a riveting account of the birth of Christianity. Next, in Jesus on Trial, Limbaugh applies his lifetime of legal experience making the case for the gospels as hard evidence of the life and work of christ then in the book the true jesus we're brought face to face with the son of god and in the resurrected jesus the writings of jesus earliest followers present irrefutable evidence of his resurrection get all four of these david limbaugh bestsellers including his latest book in hardcover the resurrected jesus for 50 percent off but remember this offer is only available at regnery.com, regnery.com.
2: Hey, uh, Christmas is less than three weeks away and uh, maybe you'd like to give yourself a Christmas present. How about a new bathroom and not one of those uh, layover bathrooms or overlay bathrooms, a total transformation from bath R us. you get your bathroom of your dreams. and if you do it right now, if you call right now and make a, uh, a set an appointment to get an in-home estimate for free, you can get thousand dollars off plus low to no monthly payments. That's $1,000 off and low to no monthly payments. Again, this is a total transformation. Every unit is custom built. We're talking about gorgeous faucets, fixtures uh, for the finishing touch. Every single unit installed by certified factory technicians, and it's completed in days. And again, call now. Free in-home estimate, $1,000 off and Low to no monthly payments Call today 412-752-6880 That's 412-752-6880 Or go to BathRUs.com That's Bath The letter R Us.com To start loving your bathroom again
4: My dog was scratching And shedding like crazy Around the house When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement I thought Why not? Couldn't hurt We literally tried everything else Our dog quickly took to it and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried
5: Dynovite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynovite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever.
6: Happier, healthier
0: with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynovite. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote call 800-518-1985 vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low plus drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options free roadside assistance and free towing call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote that's 800-518-1985 what do you have to lose call 800-518-1985 again
1: 800-518-1985 The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, the big news from Republicans last week was that 12 senators caved and voted with the Democrats on the Respect for Marriage Act. That was on the federal level. Just a couple of days before that, here in Pennsylvania, the Republicans announced the State Freedom Caucus. Representative Don Kiefer will chair that caucus. She joins us now. She's from uh, District 92. Thanks for coming on the show, Don. Appreciate it.
7: My pleasure. Thanks, John.
2: So how many uh, members will be a part of this uh, Freedom Caucus?
7: So, We have approximately 23 members right now. It's um, not a public list. It's uh, by invitation only. And um, that, that's just to kind of give some of our members who uh, you know, would like to do this in private, gives them the ability to, to do that. Uh, our biggest thing is that we're sticking as a block.
2: Yeah, that, well, that was my, my next question. My next two questions was, you know, why is it invitation only and why wouldn't it be made public?
7: So the invitation only is, you know, so we we are basically going on your voter history or if you're a new member, we're going on what you were run, what your platform was. And um, so we we have voter histories. So that's how we reached out to people and invited them into our organization. So they supported things that grew government, that extended licensing, permitting, um, taxes, fees, whatever it may be. Um, they would not have received an invitation.
2: So um, go, ahead, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead.
7: And then um, – and it's not public so that um, uh, some members are, are more fiscally and, and um, conservative and institutionally conservative, and uh, they, they may, may be in more moderate districts, and it wouldn't be to their advantage to you know, identify with our organization.
2: Well, based on what I've read about what the Freedom Caucus stands for, I'd like everybody, if I'm a conservative Republican – I want every Republican in the state house to be a member of the Freedom Caucus. Right? Wouldn't, wouldn't I? And,
7: yeah, and, and I would say I would venture to say that eighty percent of the Republican members who have run have run on our platform, have said they're for less government, have said that they're for pro-business, pro-small business, uh, keeping government in check. Uh, they say all the right things when they campaign, but when it comes time to um, act in Harrisburg, a lot of times they cave.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, how many, uh, not an exact number, but just a, a, some a ballpark idea, uh, how many of the, of the people who you would not invite to be uh, in the Freedom Caucus, are in the House of Representatives because they didn't support things that the Freedom Caucus would like them to support, and that's how they got elected. You know, they would—they feel like they wouldn't have gotten elected if they had right. made you happen.
7: I, 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 very few. I'd say, you know, there might be five or six in those, you know, that are in blue districts that, you know, like the big government, like the handout, love the nanny state. There might be a couple of Republicans that are sitting in those blue seats. Uh, that can't be more than five or six.
2: Yeah, I mentioned when I introduced you here that last week the 12 senators, uh, U.S. senators caved and voted with the Democrats on the Respect for Marriage Act, which is a bad deal for people who actually do want to respect a lot of things, but um, um, is is that kind of the thing that you're trying to avoid happening in Pennsylvania a a little bit, too many squishy Republicans?
7: Trying to stay, yeah, trying to stay that that issue wouldn't even come up on the calendar, right, in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, when it comes to the institution of marriage, like, the the one that means the most is, is what I have from my church, right? It's not, the, it's not what I get from the government. But uh, irregardless, I, I don't need government getting involved in a lot of those things. And, uh, you know, we don't need – we are far beyond that in even touching it at the state level as far as, um, you know, that, that coming up as a singular issue. Issue now they'll come in on the backside of things and try to get into uh, different uh, businesses or organizations and and basically force their definitions on you know how they are able to operate in the Commonwealth. Uh, we would we would push back against any of that, um, and we will also stand. You know the biggest thing is the overreach of these unelected, unaccountable bureaucracies that we have in the Commonwealth.
2: And um, why would why would any member of the Republican Party not? I want to be a member of something called the Freedom Caucus.
7: Well, you know, some people, you know, the Freedom Caucus is in other areas, and in, in the U.S., you know, it's the caucus of no or considered obstructionists, right? And, that, and they act like that's some kind of a terrible, dirty word, where the Democrats run on saying we are, what do they call that, we are... Um, um, disruptors they're disruptors and they wear it as a a sense of pride that they have but here it's that we aren't willing to compromise and and there are we will negotiate we will compromise but we're not compromising our core beliefs and our core values that we have and they are anything that grows government our government has grown extraordinarily fast And large in the six years that I have been there. When I got there, the budget was $32 billion. The budget that was just passed was almost $43 billion. That's $11 billion in six years. And that was while Republicans Republicans were at the head of the House and the Senate. I understand we had to work with a Democrat Governor, but it was at, this year alone that we gave the Governor three hundred million more than he asked for when he introduced his budget in february
2: and the the, the House is the one that controls the the, the money that's being spent, so it, the, they could well, have it said no in the House.
7: It starts in the yeah. house, but absolutely, both sides could have said no. The, the bill starts in the house, uh, and then it goes over to the Senate. They add their stuff, and then it's just you know—negotiating back and forth. But we negotiate. Uh, you know, we let the, gov- the governor come in with you know this huge Overton window, and then you know we say, "Oh well, he asked for three hundred million, and we only gave him two hundred fifty million. See how well?" It did?
2: Oh Well, it
7: shouldn't have even been you know fifty million.
2: Well, it's a thirty-three percent increase. If it went from thirty-two to forty-three, right?
7: Yeah, a thirty-three percent increase, and in that is in
2: six years. And uh, you know, this is a subject that's going around the country um, for, with Republicans because the red wave turned into not being a, a red wave. Um, and uh, there's a story I think I saw today. That there's an immigration bill on the national level that the Republicans in the Senate are beginning to. Uh, they're going to talk about how they, they're going to be willing to. Compromise, uh, uh, and we're talking to Don Kiefer. She's a state rep for the uh, 92nd district in Pennsylvania. Um, when uh, uh, compromise, I think, used to be a good word, uh, but I think compromise now means cave. And, yeah, uh, and it's not even cave; it's
7: scheming. They're coming up with a scheme, essentially, is what they do. This is not compromising. First of all, they have yet to do anything with this uh, since. Biden has been in charge what makes you think and what they're saying is we need more money we need more money so that we can you know in, uh, enforce the, the border securities that are there pay the guys more and you know, do what we need to do you've gotten billions and billions of dollars the money is there and, and what makes you think that anything is going to change this time. Yeah, and so. And then on top of it, they're negotiating. This is supposedly a de- Department of Defense bill, right? right? Of why we have to have it, and now they're saying, "Oh, we might give you if you guys give us this money for this, then we'll give you um, we'll give you amnesty with the vaccines. Like we will, we'll we'll remove the mandates for military yeah. and medical. No, no, None. this is not what we're negotiating on. You are doing this on the backs of our future generations.
2: Yeah, and is this a movement? Uh, on the state level with the Freedom Caucus, this, uh, I guess there are seven other states that have done this. Is this a movement across the states that has some legs?
7: It is, um, and what makes this different is, as we formed, we have a, f- a formal set of bylaws, and we have, you know, ideology that has is spelled out. Members know what the expectations are, and that's why we are very selective when we extend an invitation in the first place. And then we have an executive director uh, that will help us um, to keep tabs on things, what's coming up, where we are with policy, keep the members organized, uh, so that we can amend things that need to get amended that aren't good ideas or aren't good bills. Uh, We can act swiftly with that. Right now, we just don't have the capacity to do it. Rank and file members, our our staff is essentially shared. We have, you know, a research person for, you know, each of the different committees. And uh, they really work for leadership. They're not our staffers. I mean, they they try to help us where they can. But the ultimate agenda that gets run is leadership's agenda.
2: And uh, this was supposed to be a good year for Republicans. Um, What does it say that the House of Representatives flipped?
7: I think that is a huge stain on us. There was no reason that it should have slipped. I'm sure... I will say that redistricting had a huge part in that, uh, but again, we got caught behind the eight ball with that. We should have been a lot more aggressive in the front side of the redistricting thing. But beyond that, I think there was a disconnect in the messaging. Uh, it was terrible messaging that was out there, and again, we paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for polling to tell you uh, to tell the candidates, you know, what issues were the priority, what were the hot button issues, and can- some of the candidates were using that, which. I, I, it blows my mind. I can tell you right now what the big issues are in my district, and I think for the most part, most representatives, if you're out doing your job, if you're representing the people, you know what the hot button, button issues are. You know what the pulse of your district is.
2: Yeah, and, and that that's what's uh, kind of strange to me. I, I, um, I well, I'll ask you what 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 if you're are the uh, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus. If if it were your decision. What would be the number one thing on your list to fix if you, let's just say you have the majority if, you know if, if it was a year ago and you had the majority?
7: Well, the first thing is, is, is our budget. We've got to get that under control. Um, if we don't control our budget at the state level, right, uh, we, w- we will just compound what's going on at the federal level, and people are struggling. It's going to get terrible this winter uh, as people are already starting to get their home heating oil bills are astronomical so that's going to people are going to have to really start making tough decisions right am i paying the mortgage or am I going to heat my house or am i going to eat what am i going to do those those numbers are inflating 10 and 15 percent on people some a lot more than that mm-hmm. you've got diesel six dollars a gallon yeah. Right? So we've got to control spending. The first thing that we could do out of the gate, and it's not a silver bullet, but it at least would put a stopgap in, in place and just says, hey, budget cannot increase greater than the rate of inflation, a three-year average, multiplied by population growth. That essentially is, you can't spend greater than the taxpayer's ability to pay.
2: So uh, I asked this question a few weeks ago, At, at uh, I think it was the week before the election, if and this again is is not uh, this is a national office, but it's a statewide election. If the Republicans can't beat John Fetterman, who can you beat?
7: Right? Who can you beat? And I I think that that demonstrates right there when they try to come back and say, "Well, we had terrible candidates." Excuse me, you had terrible candidates. Did you look at Fetterman? I mean, he is a he is a poster child of what, of how the candidate clearly doesn't matter right he's the, he's the worst candidate in
2: the history of pennsylvania for my philosophy seems to me yeah
7: i agree it's an embarrassment to talk uh, to other people from out of states going what what is pennsylvania doing mm-hmm. um it's, it's an absolute embarrassment we lost on the messaging and the other part of it is is until we clean up our voter rolls and we get internal systems of control in place in our elections it is not going to get better
2: um uh, Pennsylvania voters were willing to vote for a socialist, uh, Fetterman, for a U.S. senator, and a socialist was elected to Congress here in Western PA. Uh, yeah. w- um, uh, so the Democrats could put up Joseph Stalin in some districts and he's going to win.
7: So, I agree.
2: So how do you beat that? Yeah,
7: and how you used to be able to beat that, because we did have those extreme areas, is you would come to areas like York County, where I'm from. I'm in northern York County, where we have a, you know, it's about a 60-40 voter you know, Republican registration and they're conservative Republicans and even our independents are usually conservative. They are live and let live kind of individuals. That's the kind of people out here. So we can make up for parts, you know, you can take counties like ours that have a high population and that kind of demographic and we can make up for, you know, some of the the Alleghenies, some of the Philadelphia and that's where you start cutting back and cutting into those areas.
2: Yeah, and you're but as for as Republicans, if you look at the map of Pennsylvania and you look at what happened in the senatorial race um, and the governor's race. Eighty-two percent of Philadelphia voted for Fetterman. And um, I think the same, about, about, about the same number for, um, for Shapiro. Uh, and if, you, if the Republicans aren't going to win in the places where you guys have been winning and control the, the House, you're not going to win in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. It's just not going to happen. So right. you, you can't afford to mess around with, with the rest of the state, can you?
7: Right, and you can't keep asking us to put up votes that are lousy, lousy votes, right? And, and tell us to bring back these huge margins for you, and you're putting up a terrible agenda. Just do what you said you would do. And and I'll tell you, even even on the election reform, which was not our do and do or die issue, it was not. If it was the if election reform was a true issue of Republicans, we would have gone in there and we would have held up that budget. We had two. We've had two since the the 2020 election, right? We would have held up the budget until that got done, but we didn't. We had one sad little election reform bill it was called Zuckerbucks, which we compromised on before it even before it even got signed into law. Essentially, it said counties can get this money from the state if they self-certify that they substantially comply with the state law.
2: So you have a you have a, a Democrat governor. Um and uh, they and they now have control of the state house. What should we expect? I got about a minute left. What should we okay. expect now for the next uh, for the next well two years at least?
7: So they don't have control of the house until the special election. So uh, as soon as Summerlee takes her office and um, Austin Davis does that, we will have the ma- majority for at least you know the three or four months until those special elections are are okay. held. And even if one is held earlier, it will still put us at a status quo. So they won't have the majority. And even if, you know, once they do, it will be razor thin. It is peeling off one or two of those individuals. But it also gives the Freedom Caucus more power because we have a block of votes um, there that can make or break uh, the Republicans in this narrow margin that they have.
2: Last thing, uh, the big issue for me is education. And I think that I've been saying for a long time here, I think Republicans talk the talk about uh, school choice, but they they just don't walk the walk. Is is that uh, dead for a while now with what happened?
7: Well, it it should be dead, right? Because Shapiro has said uh, he's for school choice, so let's force him to walk the walk. The problem is, voters don't hold any of these individuals accountable. They say it, and then they come back and give you 101 excuses why they can't get it done. It could be done. Mm. There's hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on this. There's been a mass exodus since COVID-19 of students from schools, and now when we have all of our statistics back, when less than half of Pennsylvania students can read on grade, grade level, we have a mandate from the public on school choice choice and it's got you know when the voters start holding these legislators accountable is when you're going to start seeing the change
2: hey don i appreciate you coming on and good luck with the freedom caucus thanks thank you very much okay that's don kiefer uh freedom caucus in pennsylvania and we'll be right back
5: With
1: SRN News, I'm John Scott. A runoff Senate election underway in Georgia. Correspondent Rita Fuller reports on the turnout at one polling place.
5: As the polls opened this morning, it was cold and rainy in the Atlanta area. At an elementary school in suburban Johns Creek, voters lined up before the polls opened to cast their ballots, braving a 40-degree wind chill and steady rain. The line moved pretty quickly.
1: The election pitting incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock against Republican Herschel Walker. A federal judge in Portland, Oregon, will allow a new voter pass ban on high-capacity gun magazines go in effect on Thursday. Measure 114, which narrowly passed in the midterms, requires a permit, criminal background check, fingerprinting, and hands-on training course. That's for new firearms buyers and bans high-capacity gun magazines. This is SRN News.
8: Great news, Nick. Legacy boxes are still in stock. With Christmas just around the corner, there's still time to buy the best Christmas gift ever, Legacy Box. That's right, Adam. Order today and Legacy Box ships immediately. It'll arrive ready to wrap and place under the tree. Gather the family together this Christmas and collect all your old VHS and camcorder tapes, slides, pictures, and film reels. Then you can binge on the good old days. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your memories aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. Legacy Box helps you replay those great moments from the past, from Christmas morning to your wedding day. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. This Christmas is the time to digitize. Visit LegacyBox.com/lbox for exclusive holiday savings. That's LegacyBox.com/lbox for last-minute shopping. LegacyBox.com/lbox.
0: Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants the administration to stand up.
2: The president's not going to speak for protesters a- around the world. They're speaking for themselves.
1: Nobody asking you to talk for them. We're asking you to stand with them, to say, yes, it is glorious that they are doing what every free
0: people in the earth wants to do.
4: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Starkerwald at 5 on AM 1250 the answer
0: whose rule book do you want to play by the government's or your own
4: this is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman without a proper estate plan many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families that's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules the next one's happening soon For details and to attend, visit a-h.law.
8: Hey, I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... Cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know, and it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just 3 bucks with free shipping. Backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code modern. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. W223CS,
4: Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or
0: Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
5: On outbound 65, looks like a big backup up to the McKees-Rocks Bridge. And the bridge, meanwhile, is under construction with lane restrictions. Inbound Parkway North all backed up from 28 to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Inbound 376 backed up from Montour Run Road to 22. And then Parkway West inbound heavy from Greentree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East all stacked up outbound, delay of between 10 to 15 minutes from Boulevard of the Allies up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
8: AM 1250. The answer, weather.
0: We'll see on and off rain and drizzle tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 46. Mostly cloudy and milder tomorrow with a shower. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 56. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, low 41. Thursday, cloudy skies and a high of 49. Mostly cloudy Friday. It
8: will be breezy with a bit of rain. We'll reach a high Friday of 51. Saturday, cloudy, a passing shower, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: This is the John Stucker Walt Show on AM twelve fifty and FM ninety two point
1: five. The answer.
2: Well, the state of California must have money to burn. It's overrun with Democrats, so I guess how much money is available has nothing to do with how much they'll spend anyway. The next big item is going to cost five hundred and fifty nine billion dollars. That's billion, not million. It's slavery reparation payments to black citizens. Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21, is an economist. He's president of Knowledge and Decisions Economic Consulting. He joins us now to tell us why this is a bad idea. Thanks for coming on the show again, Michael.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here.
2: So uh, what is wrong? Why is this a bad idea? What's wrong with giving black descendants of slaves in California? I think it comes out to one of the figures I saw was $223,000 apiece.
4: Well, if you think about this reparations plan, if it's ever enacted, because that's a big if, it will not only be the largest transfer of wealth this country has ever seen, but it's also going to be the largest affirmative action program in the history of the world. It's going to demonize African-Americans as a people constantly trying to get something without earning it, and it may forever deny what all African-Americans truly want, respect.
2: Yeah, so uh, you say it has very little chance of passing, even in a Democrat state like uh, California where they they control everything? Uh, I I really do.
4: I think it's exceedingly difficult to think everyday Americans will think that they owe other Americans for what happened more than 150 years ago. I mean, if we as a country come to a place where we are forced to pay a debt we don't owe, I think we'll reach a point of no return. Uh,
2: The Reparations Task Force says this is for, quote, Housing discrimination, I don't get why the focus there, do you think? This is in California. Uh,
4: now. I, I, I'm not entirely sure what the focus is, of course. But even for this just housing aspect, we're looking at $560 billion. And uh, I don't know if you said this before, but there are three other aspects that they want to look at. So it's clear that if we're already at a quarter of what they want to look at and they're paying $560 billion, once they get the other three aspects in, it's going to completely skyrocket, and that's why I'm saying it's going to be the largest transfer of wealth this world has ever seen, and it's a recipe for racial unrest.
2: Now, I, I have to admit that uh, if, uh, as as much as I think this, is, and I agree with you that this is a bad idea. Uh, if if the state of Pennsylvania came out and said, you know, people under five foot ten have been discriminated against here for a long time. And so everybody's going to get a, anybody that's under that, which would include me, is going to get a check for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm not so sure I wouldn't be waiting for for that check in the mail.
4: But you know what? The difference is between your analogy and what's happening in California is that no one is a slave today. You know right. what? California, what this uh, panel is considering is the descendants of slaves. As if something that happened to your grandfather, you know, 50 years ago, um, means that you can't get ahead today. And we all know that that is not true. So this has nothing to do about righting a wrong that we're currently experiencing. This is so that we can virtue signal that, uh, you know, African-Americans should continue voting for a particular political party. Um, And it has nothing to do with actually figuring out ways that we can lift all Americans to a more prosperous
2: life. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the Civil War ended slavery almost 160 years ago. Uh, so is there ever going to be a case that could be made for making people who had nothing to do with slavery uh, compensate the people who were enslaved? Is there any, uh, any you- scenario where that could somebody could make sense of that?
4: I don't think we want to get there because we don't want to get to a place where you judge someone based off of the sins of their father or their forefather. We don't want to do that. You know, there are dictatorships out there. There are third world countries that, that, you know, put children in jail because of what their father did. And we don't want to be a country that gets to that place. Now, of course, if there's an issue where I, you know, am currently wronged by someone else, we already have a system in place and that's our justice system where I can easily sue for some sort of damage. Um, so with that being, Said, if you're a victim today, you can sue. Of course, the perpetrator. Uh, you can sue the perpetrator through our court system. If not, then this is not an issue to be resolved.
2: So, so what should the message be to black voters in California or around the country uh, who think this is a good idea? What what is the what is the argument you make to them that um, it'd be better for them not to get a check from the government? Which- um I
4: I would say haven't we been victimized enough by current politicians? I mean There are so many different types of publicity, photo ops. I mean, are we willing to destroy our self-respect just so that we can get, you know, what Paul has earned? If we, you know, if we really want progress, then we should demand what everybody else has, and that's respect. And so that can come in many different forms. School choice, maximizing our children's educational attainment, lowering taxes and regulations so it's easier to run a business or a family budget, funding the police to keep Our communities safe. That's what we need, not some DC bureaucrat or some woke agenda from the coast.
2: Yeah. So in California, are are they are they trying to buy off uh, the black vote by something as um, insane as this, and and then that being a distraction from all the things you just mentioned that that would actually Uh, work.
4: I don't know about their intentions, but it's most certainly going to have that effect. You know, research has shown that you know the more uh, the more you are the more you live off of let's say government handouts or dependence on the government, the more likelihood you're going to vote to keep that in power. And that, of course, is, is is fiscal suicide because we all know, of course, where those taxes come from. They come from hardworking uh, families and, and and businesses that are starting up. What you really need is to create and and value the dignity of work so that you can pull yourself up out of poverty by yourself. And by doing that, you can help others all without government involvement.
2: What about the fiasco created by trying to determine who's eligible for these payments? How are they going to prove that they are a descendant from slaves? Um, How are they going to do that?
4: Um, I think I think you're exactly right. It's like a sledgehammer in search of a nail. It's just going to create an unending series of consequences. And one of which is exactly what you said, the impracticality of implementing a half a trillion dollar wealth transfer. Um, How are you going to prove that? Uh, how are you going to stop, uh, stop the government from being sued by others who think that they're wrong? It's a slippery slope. And as I said before, it's a point of no return. We should not approach this. We should move in the other direction.
2: We're talking to Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. He's an economist uh, and the president of Knowledge and Decisions Economic Consulting. Um, yeah, so you said that the, the, uh, at the beginning here that if this passes, then it's a big if. Uh, it sounds to me uh, like uh, what you're saying here, and I seems like it makes sense to me, is that this is really uh, – that they can't really expect to be doing this. They're just saying it, and it's, a, it's another case of pandering for a vote, this, in this case for, uh, from black people
4: just like how Joe Biden said he was going to cancel student debt when he knew the justice system was going to shut it down. It wasn't about actually putting it into law. It was about putting the care in front of the ballot box, making sure that he can shore up as many Democrat votes as he possibly could, even though his policies, of course, just create disaster. And the same thing is true with these reparations. Um, if they ever do become law, I don't think that they will. It will spur just a level of racial resentment akin to pouring gasoline on a fire. And I think Everybody knows that. So in reality, it's just one massive virtue signal to try to keep African Americans on the progressive train, even though their policies are throwing us under the bus.
2: And here's the thing. uh, We're talking to Michael Osso of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. Um, We just had an election here in Pennsylvania, and everybody knows that crime is a big problem. And um, the, uh, the black vote saw to it that John Fetterman was elected to the United States Senate a guy who couldn't be worse on crime than than he is uh, and he got the black vote at 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 what point do can the how, how do what do the what do black voters need to do to convi- other than just vote against them to to convince democrats that they're not buying this i mean I, I i hate to say it, but i don't have a lot of sympathy for someone who lives in a high crime area and votes for John Fetterman and then continues to have a lot of crime. I I, I have I don't have a lot of sympathy for him.
4: He- you know, it might be a little difficult to see, but if you look at CNN exit polls from that Tuesday night, Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, uh, White Americans—they are saying enough is enough when it comes to these progressive policies. If you compare it to the 2018 midterms, Hispanic and Asian support for conservatives jumped 10 and 17 points, respectively. Uh, for Black voters, it was up four percent. Now, yeah, these numbers aren't gangbusters, but it's almost like a you know an electoral version of the tortoise and the hare. If progressives don't realize that their apparent policies are failing they will lose more americans
2: and um you're an economist and you've been a chief economic advisor for two governors so tomorrow you get hired by gavin newsom (laughs) what's your advice going to be for him uh on uh on thursday morning
4: Wow. Well, that's a big if. If I ever get hired by Gavin Newsom, (laughs) I'm going to tell you that now. Um, But if he were to listen to me, I would say, um, you know, all the problems that we're seeing with crime, with inflation, it all started from government. And so if you truly want to see uh, relief to your constituents in California, just do the reverse, you know, when you're when you're putting out a house fire, you don't ask what you're going to replace the fire with. You know, just taking out the fire is good enough in and of itself. And that's the same thing here. Limited, uh, bloated government got us into this mess. Limiting that government will most certainly get us out.
2: And in California, though, uh, as you said, he, not a good chance that he, that he's going to hire a guy who who just said what you just said. Um, but um, uh, in California, is it hopeless? Um
4: no it, it it's never hopeless i'm you know, i'm a believer and, and i believe that you know as, as as sad and unfortunate these things are there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you know what we're seeing is that slowly but surely more and more californians are realizing the horrible consequences of the policies that are that are being pushed in that area and you know some people are seeing those consequences and they're leaving california they they, they realize they don't want that other folks maybe it takes a little bit longer for them to realize but the thing is is that None of these types of woke progressive policies are sustainable. Um, either you're going to run the economy into the ground, or people are going to get fed up and start acting for change themselves.
2: Well, I, I'm not going to fall into the trap of being a white guy expecting the black guy I'm talking to to speak for for black people everywhere because there's you know there's it's not a monolith. But um, I I what is the is to to get through to the average black voter. That what's been the trillions of dollars that have, that have been spent over the last 50, 60, 70 years have been counterproductive. Uh, how do you get that message across, especially with what's happening in the schools? The schools are doing a terrible job, especially in the urban areas, on everything. So, you know, they're not, they're, I don't know what the kind of a message they're getting in school every day. But how, how's it, how is the average black voter going to be convinced that what you're saying makes sense?
4: Well, they'll be convinced like all families are convinced, right? They're suffering from these woke, overworked policies, like everybody else, they're tired of high prices. They're tired of more poverty. They're tired of more crime. Um, and as I said before, slowly and surely, they're realizing they have to make a change at the ballot box. So, you know, I think one thing that, you know, your listeners and most certainly I will do is start with my own community. That's how you eat that elephant, one bite at a time. I think conservatives have a winning policy, they have a winning message, and they should not abandon it now, because it's really affecting what people see day to day in their lives.
2: Well, hey, I, um, I hope uh, that uh, the people in California get the message on this, but, um, you know, I it's, it's California, and I, I would think that there's, and not just among black people, but the woke uh, people of California will be celebrating this idea, because... You know, on, on paper, it sounds good. Yeah, let's give everybody a check. And that seems to work for the Democrats, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, and that's... I, basically their MO is, does it sound good? And if it sounds good, that's good enough. But um, as we all know, that's not really what people need. We need policies actually designed to help black Americans and all Americans. There's a reason why Glenn Youngkin, school board candidates and many others ran on school choice, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason why um, conservatives and other places of the country, you know, won by saying they're gonna grow jobs and inflation. You know, uh, when you create a society where all Americans can thrive and prices drop, it's, it's just common sense, um, and it's bipartisan, and anyone who says otherwise is only looking to enhance or empower their own agenda and position.
2: Before I let you go, uh, Michael Austin, we're talking to Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network Project. I just came across this uh, something uh, before you came on during the break, and it was I was looking through across the Internet, and I saw – uh, not that this person should even be quoted on anything because she couldn't be more clueless, but Whoopi Goldberg on The View uh, was criticizing Republicans for uh, – uh, no, it was Joy Reid. I'm sorry. I think it was Joy Reid who, who um, was criticizing Republicans for the way they've been parading around with Herschel Walker uh, and and hypocritically supporting him because he's black, but I, I just – like he's a prop, you know. Uh, are you buying that?
4: Um, no, I don't, I don't buy that at all. You know, uh, if anything, we should be celebrating diversity, according to the left. Last I checked, of course, Herschel Walker is a black man. But what they really don't want, it has, it, it's nothing about his skin color. It's, what they really don't want is they don't want any outspoken conservative, you know, in the, uh, in the U.S. Senate. Because, you know, a conservative rejects, especially a black conservative, rejects the idea of a victim Mindset, which is, I think, the predominant narrative. Leftists always try to push on to people, also that they can accumulate and keep more power.
2: Yep. Uh, it's free money for everybody. and No consequence. Well, I hope, uh, I hope that that thing dies a horrible death out in California. We'll see how it goes. But always good to have you on the show, Michael. Thank you.
4: Oh, thank you. Until next time.
2: Okay, that's uh, Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. We'll be right back. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest betting sale ever just in time for Christmas. This is John Stagerwald. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only nine ninety eight. dollars and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more all with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect 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 gift for your friends, your family, and everybody you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last.
6: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avvo today. That's org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-518-1985. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800 800-518. 518
1: The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So I mentioned at the beginning of the show about this idiot teacher who said that grammar is teaching grammar. She's an English teacher. Uh, and uh, I did see that the story has made it onto PJ Media. And this woman's name is Schaffer. Um, Marta Schaffer in California, of course. Who, there's a surprise. That's where she teaches. Um And I've read the story on PJ Media, which kind of sums up what I said in the open of the show. Um, But there's no mention here that what happened to her. And that's what I want to know. Did she keep her job? Because this is what she said. We study linguistics and the rules that we actually use to communicate instead of the made-up rules that white supremacy – remember, this is an English teacher. The made-up rules that white supremacy created for when we write papers and stuff – which is what scholars call the language of power. As an educator, I'm constantly worried she spelled it that's what she that's how she wrote it. If I'm the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society like white supremacy, misogyny, and colonization. I love that word, colonization. Well, let's look at how we write essays, where we start with an introduction that includes a thesis, always cite your sources, use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made-up rules. They were created by Westerners in power, which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? Now, of course, what's what's um, not said here, she's talking about black kids, and she's talking about what used to be called Ebonics. I don't know if you're allowed to call it that anymore. But imagine a teacher in Pittsburgh letting, their, letting an English class uh, full of kids who have grown up speaking and listening to Pittsburghese if she let them write the way they talk instead of just, you know, writing properly, which is what an English teacher is supposed to be teaching you what to do. We're going to follow up on this. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van.